Hi, this is Matea, and this segment is going to be on adoration and what it looks like in the Catholic Church and what it means to me. So I will start off with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I offer this up to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the Immaculate Heart of Mary out of pure love for you. Amen. So uh, let's just start with like the basics of what it looks like within the um, principles of like the religion of the Catholic faith. Okay. So like as a Catholic, we have this practice that we call adoration and it is where we attend um, this silent um, church service, and it's usually like it, dep- it can be like any time of the day, but sometimes they have it um, right after evening prayers, and which is also known as vespers, or like it's a part of vespers, and it's where we um, adore the physical like presence of the body blood soul and the divinity of god in the form of what we call the eucharist um and the eucharist is placed into what we call a monstrance and what this represents is um the old testament covenant between um god and moses and where god allowed his physical um, like presence and dwelling place to be in the Ark of the Covenant. So the monstrance, which um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like this stand that um, like is this clear glass on one side where you can see like the communion, like it's an oversized communion wafer. And around it, it kind of looks like um, the rays of the sun are shooting off. And it's usually in gold or silver. And it's like just this like really beautiful thing. And the reason why it is holding um, the Eucharist, or, you know, like for Protestants or people who don't know what that is, it's like the communion wafer, is because it's like the Ark of the Covenant. Like it's the real like presence of God in his humility he allows us to like receive him in like the form of bread and so just like the ark of the covenant um no human hands could touch the ark of the covenant you know because it held the presence of god and in the bible there was um two like palm bears that were like carrying the ark of the covenant and they tripped and fell and when they touched it they died And this seems like super heavy because you're like, wow, that's like an accident. Like they didn't mean to touch it. Like they tripped and fell on it. Um, And they still died because it's like the presence of like God, like God is God of the universe, like our creator, like um, it's like the infinite sun, you know? And then, so we do the same thing. Like when we adore God in like adoration in this way it's like the priest um will cover his hands when even touching like the uh, monstrance while it's holding the Eucharist because of the representation of like just how uh, much glory and honor we are giving to God
in his presence. And so um, they set it up on the altar in the church for everyone to adore. And this is where I think adoration gets a little scary for like anyone who's new is that it's usually a room of like anywhere from like two to like 60 people (laughs) and um we're just all sitting together in silence and you can hear like a pin drop like it's super quiet like because it's adoration so no like nobody makes a sound right and that can get like a little intimidating because you're like whoa this is like god and I don't really understand how it can be God because it doesn't look like God because it's like a communion wafer and like how does you know this tie into things and it's kind of like ritualistic and kind of scary but I want to explain it um and how I think about it and it's like for me it's like I imagine myself like going before God in the throne room you know and like the real presence and it takes faith like you have to have faith to believe that God in his mercy and love is allowing his physical presence to be present uh, during this time and one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 4:16, which says let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need and this sums up Eucharistic adoration for me Um, it's the time where my soul and heart is able to like go boldly before the throne of God and um, the throne of grace and just like receive all the help that I need to be closer to him and then we call it adoration because the whole purpose is we are completely denying ourselves and our faculties of like sound um you know we're not speaking we're remaining silent um we're not interacting with each other it's as if you're the only person there um even though there could be like a hundred people there if it feels like it's just you and god and um you know it can be uncomfortable like if you're sitting in a pew because usually if you're going to do this we usually like the allotted time is one hour like you're giving one hour of prayer and it that represents like when God was in the garden like Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion and he told the disciples you know come pray with me and they fell asleep and then he was like wow you couldn't even give one hour (laughs) like you couldn't even remain awake one hour of prayer with me right so this is us like kind of being able to, um, because of God's grace and mercy and the gift he gave us of the Holy Spirit, we get to like redo that and we get to like actually give God that hour of prayer and time and attention. And then adoration just means like adore and adore means like giving your attention, your full like 100% um, mind, body, soul, heart, everything like for whatever you are adoring. And in this case, it's God. And so for me, it's like, I just imagine that it's just me and God. And that we're in the, sometimes I imagine we're in the garden together. And especially if I'm going through a super rough time in my life, like if there's like 
it's just a really rough week and a lot of crazy things are happening um or somebody like betrayed me or hurt me or like I just have like a wounded heart um that is the time when I like tend to meditate and think about like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and us together and just like going through this time of betrayal and like suffering together and that I'm not alone and then I invite him into like my heart to um, repair whatever is broken and I just lay myself completely bare for him so what I like to do um, during adoration is I actually have this like system that I do so like before adoration what I do is I cast um, every single like worry, anxiety, care, um, burden, anything I can think of that is going wrong or that I've done wrong or that somebody's done wrong against me or that I'm worried about to God. And I just start laying everything at his feet and I just start emptying myself completely out in preparation for being with him so that when I'm with him for the hour I have no distractions like I'm not thinking about like five years ago or like you know what I had for breakfast everything is like already laid at his feet and then what I like to do is so after I empty myself up then I invite him in right and so then I usually will start saying like this litany of thanksgiving and inviting God in and just acknowledging him and getting myself in the right mindset to be with him and adore him. And so I just start taking things off like, thank you, God, that I woke up today. And thank you that, you know, that I am breathing and thank you that I love you and thank you that I'm even thinking about you and thank you for like everything, right? And then after like I've filled my complete self up with his presence and like him, that is when I know that I'm ready to turn all of those blessings back onto him as worship and like go before him and adore him. And yet, because I've laid everything already down at his feet, I'm, you know, also putting myself in the position for God to come and heal and repair and fix all of those things that I already surrendered to him. And so during adoration, um, when I am in this time, um, sometimes I'll like start off kneeling because it just is easier for me to get focused when I'm kneeling and it just feels right. And then I'll go into this like sitting position where like if you can imagine yourself sitting before the person you love with your whole soul. You know, like, so if you're married, right, if you have a husband and how you just would, like, imagine how, what is the way you would sit, like, before your husband or, like, with your husband, like, by the fireplace or, you know, and I'll just get in that, um, like, sitting position of, like, where I feel completely rested and completely um, surrendered to God and in this, like, very, like, romantic idea of, like, embracing him. And then I will, um, I like to meditate on, like, my fantasies of, like, if I could hold Jesus right now, 
like, what would that look like, right? And so sometimes I imagine holding his head in my lap and stroking my fingers through his hair, as I've mentioned before in another video, and um, just letting him know that I love him. And just like repeating that, like, I love you, I love you, I love you. And um, like trying to, you know, love him with as much strength and love and focus as I can. And then I like, during these like meditations and visualizations, I um, embrace all that he is. So all of his love and his kindness and his mercy and everything, because he is my all. I invite all of that in. And I start saying like these basic prayers of, you know, Lord, give me a clean heart and pure, you know, like give me a pure mind and um, clean hands and like um, direct, you know, make sure that like all of my um, steps line up with you. Like I want my thoughts to be your thoughts. I want my heart to like beat for the love of you. I want like every breath to be a breath of like love for you. And I just start these like beautiful aspirations of like, Lord, give me supernatural diligence and like, um, you know, and then I start thinking about like, how do I incorporate God and these beautiful things that he has planted in my heart during this time into my actual life? And I just imagine it happening over and over again. I imagine myself um, doing acts of love for other people. And I imagine myself, you know, in a really rough situation, making the right choice. And I thank God for that. And all of this time with God and this focus on Him, this is like the highest form of prayer and spiritual combat that you can do. So like... If you are in a really rough time and you need God to fight your battles for you, this is like the time when God steps in and literally fights your battles for you. And it's also the time when, like I said before, we come bef like boldly before the throne of grace. So even if you're not Catholic, even if you don't even know God, even if you hate him or like you just, I don't know, like wherever you are with God, he meets you right where you are and he can handle everything. Okay. So he already knows your heart. Like you're completely naked, completely exposed before him. So you can literally, this is the time that if you don't have a relationship with him or you don't know him or you hate him to be as real as possible. This is the time where like nobody else but him can hear what you're saying in your heart, right? So because it's silence, it's like none of your friends are going to know that you're cussing God out at that moment, right? None of your friends are going to know that, you know, something really bad happened in your life and you're so angry and bitter. Like, why did God let that happen? Or, you know, all of the crazy thoughts you have in your head are yours and God's alone, right? So that is the time when you want to let that out because he can handle it. And the more you let it out, the more vulnerable you become, the more God can actually show you the truth about those situations, shed light in those dark areas and pull you closer and like love you harder.
you know, because he wants to love you, and he wants to love you, like, so much, and he doesn't want you to suffer or be in pain, but he can handle when we are, like, he can handle when we don't understand, and by going before him in adoration and just listing off anything, even if you're, like, completely apathetic and you're just like, I don't even care about life, like, even if that's it, you just sit there, he wants to, like, help you he wants to give you peace and um get you through that and the only way to do that is if you communicate to him what's wrong because if you have a relationship with somebody right anybody in the world like let's say it's just a random person you meet on the street and how do you you know how do you handle that right Well, you try to, like, communicate really good or figure out what they're trying to say or you listen, right? It's a two-way thing. And then from there, you build a relationship over time, right? And then let's say you built a relationship, but you feel betrayed or you feel hurt. So let's say, you know, you're married and um, you lost your kid or something, but you can't, you know, handle being with your husband because every time you see your husband it reminds you of like the fact that you lost your kid or something really painful, you know, something crazy like that, right? If you don't talk about it, if you don't communicate what's going on, your relationship is going to fall apart. It's going to be like painful for both of you. And just as like scary as it is to communicate what's going on and how painful that feels, it's even more painful to keep it all to yourself. And so like, it's the same with God. Like, We can be afraid to communicate to God and afraid to like open that band-aid and just like pour out on him and just be like, ah, because it's painful, right? You have to walk through that. But it's even more painful if you keep it to yourself and you try to hold it all in and you don't even um, try to let him in to communicate. So um, anyways, this is like adoration for me. It's like, It doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of adoring God, but for me, it is like the greatest um, way to like achieve or receive peace that I've ever had in my life. Like the times when my life is so scary, I'll just like literally go and just sit before him and like instantly feel peace. Like that's where I feel the most peace. And I just encourage anyone who hasn't tried it to give it a chance and yeah it's kind of strange like if you've never done it before it's gonna feel weird but like god like i've said before he's like our soulmate he's our best friend he's like he wants to love us he wants us so he's like gonna wait for an eternity just even if you only give him five minutes even if you show up at the last 30 seconds you are worth that like you are worth that and so much more to him and so um for him, it's like, you're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth being alone and waiting for you. Like, you're worth waiting for. You're worth dying for. You're worth all of the pain and everything that you're going to dump on him in your messes. Like, all of that is worth it to him. And so I just encourage you to be brave and go boldly before the throne of God and just see what happens. 